0: Brief reminder, if you want to skip to the interview directly, please skip to the six minute of this podcast. Thank you. Hello, welcome and namaste to the World is Ending podcast. Today we have with us Savanti Nagral, a double-degree student of Berkeley School of Music and Harvard. She's an extremely talented musician, dancer, theater artist, a vocal advocate of public health, an extremely talented, charismatic, cute person, and an extremely kind person who I've been following for a long time. Her music, her song Thank You Please has been one of my favorite songs in 2019 and she has been one of the most inspiring people that i follow on social media she's doing phenomenal she's doing some amazing things and if you have one word for her that is she is a boss lady indeed avanti has a lot of tips for people which she calls tips. avanti also makes music on the spot which she says song on the spot where you give her a story or you tell her a word and she'll make a song out of it for you So this is for the context of the conversation we are having she does a lot of interesting things so go please go check out her social media check out her instagram please follow her she's an extremely interesting person an extremely good musician so go and follow her on spotify listen to a song thank you please listen to a song uh, he makes me listen to a song if i got the name correct listen to the song sneaking around and some really amazing songs treated for example she has some really good songs on spotify please listen to it and she has a lot of good songs coming up people who are listening to this podcast for the first time i really hope you guys are safe during the corona crisis please stay inside please do not go outside keep listening to this podcast we are uh, getting one episode per day with one super interesting and unique person for all of you Uh, From which reminds me of one particular episode in my life while shooting this podcast and it's happened today. I wanted to interview someone from Bollywood. Now, uh, it's incredibly difficult for an individual like me who doesn't have a lot of contacts to get a contact from Bollywood. But still, I tried my best and there was this one person that a few people admire and a few people don't. And I got the number of this particular person. I'll not tell whether it's a she or a he so i got the number of this person and uh, i understand it's uh, it's extremely difficult for celebrities to uh, keep track of the amount of people the volume of calls or the volume of requests that these people get on their social media the amount of messages they get is extremely overwhelming so it is really difficult for them but uh, uh, this person I had the personal number of this person and I had an appointment with her so I called her up she picked up the phone and she was extremely supportive of my podcast and uh, I told her about the idea of it and she said that she wants to do this interview in Hindi instead of English and I really appreciate it because uh, You know people who love their mother tongue are extremely lovable people, but then things went south because uh, this person said that uh, please mail her a link to this episode which we are going to shoot and I, I generally mail the guests with an anchor link where they can actually podcast with me where they can interview with me uh, this ensures that there is minimum lag and anchor records it pretty well and removes noises pretty well since I do not have a studio set up right at home so it's really easy for me so I sent her the link to the anchor episode and uh, I understand that she doesn't come from a place of technical soundedness so she was visibly freaked out Uh she thought that I was sending her a virus on a phone and uh, she blocked me although I really empathize with her I think uh, she's an amazing person okay I did say she okay cool uh, I think uh, the person is an amazing person and uh, she is going to great heights she's doing some really amazing things with her career and i really wish good to her but it was extremely hilarious uh that she thought that i was putting a virus on her phone so yeah we finally couldn't have uh, the interview of a bollywood celebrity on this podcast but i'm still trying i'm cold mailing a couple of people i'm uh, cold calling a couple of people and uh, i really hope something comes out of it and we can have someone from bollywood or some big person coming up to this podcast because your people have been extremely supportive and I really think all of you are the biggest celebrity superstars all of you who are listening to this podcast and uh, although the goal is to get someone from the industry from different industries in fact I really think it is not that crucial or that important as much as each one of you who have supported us in this podcast so people who really Uh, Do not believe in us people who really think that uh, we are trying to cause them harm I really empathize with them. I really think I really think that the world needs a lot of positivity and uh, These people could do better with some more positivity But I really wish good for them and I think I think they're all amazing people at whatever points they are in their lives and I think I really respect and admire them people Uh, regardless of whatever happens on this podcast i think all of you are superstars and i'm massive fans of you uh now that i've narrated this episode if you guys have any contacts in bollywood or hollywood and you would like to get someone on board on this podcast or if you could get someone over here please let me know please dm me at my instagram at the rate a-n-k-i-t-j-h-4 that's a replaced with a four at the end Uh, Coming back to the podcast, we have Avanti Nagral with us. Avanti was extremely kind to come up to this podcast. And she's one person that I'm a big, big, big fan of. So please let's uh, welcome Avanti Nagral and giving the mic to Avanti Nagral. And let's see what she has to say. She has just woken up apparently. And uh, she did this interview, which I really, really, really admire. And she was on time. She, She made it extremely easy for us to do this interview. And thank you very much, Avanti. Uh, Let's head over to the interview. Hello. Hi. Hi, Avanti. It's, It's super nice having you on the World is Ending podcast. You're welcome to the fifth episode of the World is Ending podcast.
1: I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for coming over, Avanti. I'm a big fan of your music and uh, I have been listening to Sneaking Around and thank you please on a loop. Uh, So (laughs) (laughs) So how was your day today?
1: My day actually just started an hour ago because I'm still on a US time schedule even though I'm in Bombay because uh, I'm finishing up my senior year at Harvard and a lot of our classes are still at the same time so I've been sleeping at you know like 7 a.m and waking up at 3 p.m essentially every day
0: that doesn't sound very comfortable at all
1: no but luckily only a few more weeks and i'm a i'm an extreme morning person so this has been very difficult for me but it's okay we're all in this together
0: hopefully back to boston soon
1: yeah or even just back to a normal schedule here soon (laughs) how are you doing
0: I'm doing great. Uh, just recording with people, talking to the most interesting people, and uh, it's it's been super fantastic so far.
1: I'm so glad and very kind of you to call me an, in, one of the most interesting people, and I'm, I'm honored.
0: <laughs> no, it's a it's a very genuine compliment, Avanti. And uh, there is one question that people have been asking me to ask you, and there have been a lot of requests about it, but I'll make it the second question. Okay. There is there is one question that I want to ask you. What exactly drives you while you're making music? There is so much positivity in your music. There's thank you so much. There's sneaking around, partying. Uh, but it's very subtle at the same time. So what exactly drives you?
1: Um, that's a great question. I think for me, the the main thing that drives me is I believe that you know all of us have been given gifts of some nature right by the universe by god or whatever you might believe in and um you know in recognizing that this voice this ability to sing did not come by accident i always have felt this duty and responsibility to be able to give back and kind of use my voice in its best way possible and when i say that i mean that in all its forms right so whether it's uh, my my quite literal voice as a as a singer or the voice i have Mm -hmm. as a as a writer and as an artist, right? Being able to share my stories and the stories of other people. Um, Mm -hmm. But also just generally speaking, right? Like how do you use your voice um, for positivity and knowing Mm -hmm. that music has the ability not only to affect people's minds, but also their hearts. Um, To me, Mm -hmm. it was really important that, that if, and when I use my voice, right, I always use it in, in a positive and empowering manner. And, and that empowering doesn't necessarily, I'm not doing it to empower, Um, to say oh you know this is definitely empowering It, it is empowering to me and as a result if it if it empowers somebody else then you know even if it empowers one more person that would be the biggest blessing
0: well that's that's fantastic uh so your thought process is essentially about empowering people about uh ensuring positivity in your music uh if i'm right
1: yeah and to feel a sense of you know um to be able to fuel my passion and to feel a sense of kind of purpose mm-hmm. attached to it and whatever that might be for somebody else right um mm-hmm. and yeah that's kind of the reasoning behind it that's
0: a that's a very responsible statement and at such a young age uh it's it's super inspiring to see you uh Having such maturity about your art form uh, the most asked about question is how howard uh, how can I go to Harvard
1: of course no I understand, <laughs> of course that is I mean okay, so um, any of these colleges right any of these top colleges, um, even in, within India right within India, if you want to go to an IIT or if you want to go to some of the top schools in in that case it's mm-hmm. it's still of such a such a crapshoot but in that case it it depends very solely on your grade right there's no guarantee that you will be in the you know uh top one percent or top 0.5 percent honestly with some of these competitive Mm -hmm. exams in in the u.s the way the admissions work are a little bit more holistic right and um one of the biggest takeaways i have is that they are they're looking to fill a class every year with well-rounded students what i mean by that is um every year they'll admit you know so for example, my class at Harvard is sixteen hundred students. Um, they could have cool. they could have taken the same sixteen hundred and p- picked out another sixteen hundred from the several you know thousands who applied, and still be mm-hmm. able to create an amazing class. So part of it is luck. Part of it is how do you share your story and tell your narrative, right? So um, mm-hmm. I mean, g- grades are important because it's almost baseline, but they're really looking mm-hmm. for people who are passionate contributing citizens to the world, and um, how you demonstrate that, right? So um, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you do. A lot of people think, oh, to get into Harvard or to get an X place, you have to do 20 things, otherwise they won't take you. Um, that's actually not true. What is true is you know, you have to have a baseline of, of grades and of um, you know recommendations and things, but gen- generally speaking, whatever it is that you're passionate about, have you taken it to the highest level? What is it that drives you? And how do you communicate that, right? It's a lot of it is just communication and, and the way in which you you show what you want. So I know that's a very vague answer, um, but it's honestly mm-hmm. the truth because anyone I've seen who's gotten in, <laughs> no, anyone who I've seen who's gotten in has had that story, right? And has had
0: sure. a way
1: to to share that. Not 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 to say that you don't need to have, you know, good grades, you need to do well in your SATs, like all of those are almost a given. And at that baseline, right, when you have several people who have Um, who have good grades across the board, how do you differentiate between someone who's gotten all A's in this school and someone who's gotten Mm -hmm. all A's in this school, you know?
0: Wow, that's uh, yeah, that's definitely not a vague answer. I think I think that's uh, very crucial for whatever you do. Uh, do it with the utmost passion and, and uh, you'll get the uh, maximum results possible, which in your case is getting into totally. How it totally. And I
1: think I think that's a very good point you brought up, Ankit. It's not just about college, right? I mean, it's, it's a privileged position for me to say, Oh, it's not just about college being at such an illustrious school. Mm-hmm. However, I genuinely mm-hmm. approached the process as College is one stop along the journey. It's not my destination. So whatever I'm doing, I'm not doing it just for college. I'm doing it for life, right? And if they appreciate that and accept me well and good, and if they don't, that's fine. I feel like I've grown as a person, as a human, and I'm doing what I genuinely love to do. Right. And that was my approach to it. Right. And I think that's such a, as you said, that's such an important approach to life. Right. If the more we think of these one or two salient things as, as just it, that's like the destination, the, the more Mm -hmm. we get clouded um, and forget that it's all just part of the journey.
0: Right. Uh, A question from uh, one of our youngest readers, It, it reads in Hindi. What was your क्या reaction था जब आपने उन्हें कहा कि Please, please, uh,
1: please speak okay. in English. <laughs> 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 um, it
0: was my mom was
1: very, my mom was very excited. I remember it was so several years ago now. It was 3 a.m. our time, and um, I opened, you know, an email which said, "Congratulations, you've gotten in." And suddenly, I hear like this thar, 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 thar from the other room, and that was my mom <laughs> running into my room to find out. Um, and I had actually, I was on a phone. I was on the phone with a friend of mine who had just gotten into another college. And then my parents knew mm-hmm. because I was on the phone that I'd gotten in because they knew I wouldn't have been talking to anyone if I didn't get it.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> she like runs
1: in, looks at the email, and then just starts crying. So it was, you know, it was amazing because it feels like it's, you know, your your parents. Especially, this is true world over, but I feel like especially for us, for you know, um, South Asian Desi Indian parents, um, mm-hmm. uh, many of them mm-hmm. support us. They they can be strict, but it often it is in just um, in it, it is because they want to support us. And they just want to see us succeed. So you know, I felt like mm-hmm. not only my hard work had paid off, but theirs had too. So it was beautiful.
0: Wow, that's that's such a nice uh, memory. Uh, I, I almost whenever I see a social media, it feels like I am following someone who's my close friend and uh, she has stories to share. Uh, on a scale of one to 10, how American born, confused Desi are you?
1: <laughs> okay, I'm definitely American born. I'm definitely Desi. I don't think I'm confused, but you can be the judge of that. <laughs> because I have lived in, so I've lived in, in, uh, Happens to be Boston and Bombay, right? For exactly half my life, each at this mm-hmm. point, I've lived in each country for eleven years each, um, and I've mm-hmm. always gone back and forth, right? So when I was when I lived there, I would mm-hmm. spend summers here, you know, spending time with my grandparents. When I lived here, um, I would spend summers there and do very, you know, quote unquote American things like go to science camp and sailing camp and things like that. So um, yeah. I I feel like I've lived a slice of life in each, but having moved Mm -hmm. to Bombay at the age of, you know, eight, eight and a half that I did, I was very grateful that I moved around that age because I think I had, um, I had these, what do you call it, touristic eyes with which to look at Bombay Mm -hmm. in a way that, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, at eight, we're all really annoying, right? We ask a lot of questions. Um, And so Mm -hmm. to me, being able to see or seeing you know, extreme disparity that exists, right? And especially in a place like Bombay where you have extreme wealth right next to extreme poverty. Um, I asked a mm-hmm. lot of questions of my parents that I feel like I would not have asked if I grew up here my whole life because I would have been sensitized to it. Mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. And also mm-hmm. vice versa, if I, I feel like if I'd grown up in Bombay in my earlier years and then if I'd moved to the US, uh, I would have tried to conform so much that I might have lost part of my identity and become that confused person you know so i feel like i'm in a state of um preferred imbalance right now i don't know if it's confusion mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's a one confused and nine desi that that's exactly how yeah. things should be <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you've mentioned in one of your interviews and this is another thing with your desi and western mishmash which you have mentioned in one of your interviews uh that you come from the Kera- kirana yeah. gharana Kiran, Lana, Kiran Kirana, Kiran yes, yes, whatever yes. you call it. Kirana Karana, right? Yeah. And you've also mentioned that your music has a lot of Western influence. I saw the video with Shreya Ghoshal and all. Uh, so how do you ensure the balance between Eastern music and Western yeah, music? It's
1: so tough. I'm trying to figure that out myself right now. I mean, my so my formal training, like you mentioned, is in Kirana Karana in Hindustani classical music. My Guruji, her name is Dr. Prabhatri. Mm-hmm. She's 87 years old, still killing it. She's amazing um yeah i know right yeah. it's it's wild um but you know i grew up even when i was in the u.s i grew up doing a lot of bhajans and devotional music um and mm-hmm. you know through my school life here in in bombay i went to a christian school so i did a lot of you know um, Christian music and, and choir music. I also have done a lot of professional theater, right? So I have that kind of Broadway background. So for me, my, my influences mm-hmm. have been so diverse that just being able to use all of them in, in, in this kind of global pop narrative has been fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, when they try to mix East and West, they have different approaches. My approach, I would say, is, is how do I make elements of my heritage and, you know, musical heritage or cultural heritage Mm -hmm. that I find beautiful, accessible. You know, I don't want to try to appropriate Mm -hmm. my own culture. So I, you know, I'm not somebody Mm -hmm. who wears, you know, bindis and mangtika on a daily basis. So there's, I would not want to represent Mm -hmm. that because that's not true to who I am. And that's not true to uh, my peers, you know, who I interact with. But at the same time, there's elements of musical heritage. There's elements of instrumentation or even narrative or words that I think are very beautiful. And and in a way to make them accessible to people globally, it's finding that balance, right? So whether it's like using a little thun, like, thank you, please, um, has a little than in it, right? Which, mm-hmm. which to, the, to the non-Indian mm-hmm. listener, they're like, oh, that's a cool sounding thing, you know? Uh, but to somebody who's mm-hmm. Indian and might recognize that, that might feel like a little piece of home.
0: You also add a couple uh, Indianized vocal runs in your music, which which is very which feels very much at home uh, when listening yes, to your that's music. Yes, I mean. so a tan a tan is basically the best way to describe
1: a tan. By the way, an Indianized uh, run. I love that. I'm glad. I'm glad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, you. Again, another thing. See, you're like uh, the Sangam where a lot of things meet. You have like theater going on for you. You have a, an interesting background in theater. Uh, you're a good dancer. Much better <laughs> than you. I, I am. I'll take that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and an amazing dancer, obviously. Uh, an amazing musician. So how does one art form enhance the other art That's form for you?
1: That's a question. You, you know, um, I think for me, it's to me uh the reason I love being an artist and being a musician is very much rooted in the performance It's very much rooted in being able to connect with an audience, which is why right now this is beautiful to be able to you know, connect with you because I, I still miss being on stage because um, you know connecting with an audience is is, is is paramount to me and I think all of these art forms kind of inform mm-hmm. one another in the best way you can channel your expression and creativity um, you know, it's mm-hmm. not, we don't consume music just by audio anymore, right? We're not going to buy vinyl and just listening mm-hmm. to a CD. Today, we are watching videos, we're watching performances. When we consume something live, even if it's somebody like Adele, right, who doesn't mm-hmm. really move on stage, she'll have other pieces that are visual that will draw you in. So it's, it's kind of about mm-hmm. creating that. Um, I don't just want to create a a performance but I want to create an experience and so having access to these other art forms and being able to tap into aspects of them helps me grow and learn and and do that in the best way possible.
0: Right and talking about stage I, I as a performer even I miss stage so let's talk about your favorite and uh let's say lesser favorite moment on stage so what has been your favorite moment on stage so uh, far?
1: So my favorite moment on stage um is always when I'm at a show and there happen to be little kids around at the mm-hmm. show and they get so inspired that they come up mm-hmm. to the stage. Um, and you know, midway mm-hmm. through song, I will lock eyes with their parents, kind of get their permission and then pick them up mm-hmm. and bring them onto mm-hmm. stage with me. And it's just the most mm-hmm. joyous experience seeing these little kids dancing to you. <laughs> and they have their own sass, by the way, like they will want to own the stage. So it's, it's amazing. Like I love, I love being able to do that because it's, you know, to them, they may not know who in the world I am, but to them, you know, it's like, oh, this person can do it, so maybe I can, you know? It's, it's that kind of little role model experience that, mm-hmm. that I know that I had, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be able to pass that on.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have, I have pets?
1: I pets. I'm not really an animal person, and this is going to sound terrible, <laughs> in the sense that, you know, I'm, I'm scared of most animals. Otherwise, I would be an animal person. But that's the reason. Oh. <laughs>
0: that's that's so nice actually i uh well i always thought people who love kids are animal lovers but uh, yeah. some of them like avanti are scared of animals as true. well <laughs> don't
1: expose me young kid. oh my god Do you have that? <laughs> no. yeah I have a cat um and you
0: it's a f- no no sorry go ahead <laughs> yeah it's a baby cat okay. so it can't don't hurt skip. me too what's your much
1: what's
0: name yeah I haven't named it something. What? Do you want to name my cat?
1: How long have you had this cat? <laughs> and you haven't uh, named four, it. Five months? You call it cat? Oh my god! Yeah, you call no, it a cat. You're supposed to name it. You're supposed to give, make it personalized. <laughs> I can't name it for you. You have to come up with with different ideas. I'll
0: call. I'll. I'll. I'll call my cat a dog, just to confuse people. You know, like people come to my home. Uh, Did you meet my yeah. dog? And they'd be like, <laughs> "Okay, yeah, please." I was actually
1: literally talking to somebody yesterday who said that their um, dog is basically a a cat hidden in a dog's body. So they wanted to call the dog cat. So vice versa, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now that is something. We have a cat and a dog. The dog is called cat and the cat is called dog. (laughs) That's something. (laughs) So Avanti, how do you uh, take care of your health while Uh, you're in
1: I Okay, so I'm obsessed with taking care of my vocal health um because- <laughs> yeah mm, about yes. tips
0: want <laughs> tips i mean
1: i think you know if you're an athlete right you are particular about um mm-hmm. your exercise you're particular about your diet what time you sleep cuz you have to right um similarly mm-hmm. you know your voice mm-hmm. is a muscle or parts of your voice are muscles. And um, if you want to have longevity mm-hmm. in this space, you need to really take care of it. So I've been super particular about my vocal health for many years now, even before I had started doing this professionally. Um, and that involves a lot of discipline, right? It involves things like um, controlling your diet. So for example, I haven't had ice in uh, 15 years now. I don't have anything cold. I don't have anything spicy. I don't have anything oily or deep fried. Um, I also avoid dairy off late just because of the, you know, mucus secretion. Um, what else I, you have to be very, very particular, not only just about what you eat, but what you're exposed to. Right. So I, um, I, it sounds like it goes without saying, but I don't drink or smoke or do anything. And I avoid those environments as well At, at the very least, you know, smoky environments and things, because that just really affects your Your voice so it's just it's just having to be very disciplined and put yourself in situations that you know protect yourself and Mm -hmm. you know i I rarely shout or if i do i kind of sing shout you know um like for example Mm -hmm. a a voice teacher Mm -hmm. of mine once told me that when she was raising her kids she didn't want to injure her voice so she would kind of yell at them in in an Mm -hmm. operatic voice so she'd be like clean your room you know and I just thought that was amazing. So I'm going to borrow that, you know, if and when I have a family. Um, But generally speaking, right, it's also making sure that you practice enough, that you give it enough rest, um, that you sleep well. So it's Mm -hmm. it's all of these things. And especially on
0: parents listening. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Hmm.
0: Now, I'm just saying parents listening to this podcast, if your kid goes to USA, it's not sure that they are going to drink and smoke and do all of these. They can be like Avanti and hate ice cream and ice. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> to be fair, I don't hate ice cream. It takes a lot of willpower, but no. But I think it's it's important, right? And, and it's not just in my case. I have the I don't know excuse of saying it affects my voice, right? So if somebody offers me a drink, I'll say no, I don't, because of my voice. But I know enough friends and people who don't, right? Because they actively choose not to, and more and mm-hmm. more people are are doing it as as part of a way to adopt a healthier lifestyle. So, yeah, parents, if you're mm-hmm. listening, it is possible, um, but it has to come from from the person too.
0: Uh, you have been very vocal about public health and since we're talking about health uh, you had a TEDx talk where you talked about how in 2020 that is this year India will have the youngest population and also the maximum number of heart diseases we still do not have enough awareness about CPR and uh, public health safety what do you think about this and how do you think we can go ahead so i completely
1: agree and thank you for bringing this up um it is beautiful that we are the youngest country in the world in that we we theoretically have you know the best youth force and and a lot of opportunity i think there's a few issues right one economically there's a lot of unemployment in our country still um and that needs to be a holistic effort by the private sector by the government and a lot of different people um and you know if you have that many people you need to have a healthy population to have a productive population right if you're somebody who thinks from an economic perspective i mean if you look at the world situation we're in today right if you look at this pandemic um you have different countries approaching Mm -hmm. it from different ways some approaching it from a very strong Mm -hmm. public health point of view and some approaching it from a more economic point of view saying okay if i lock up my country for x months um i'm not gonna you know be able to build the economy and it's gonna implode um so it's like what do you prioritize but the basic Fact is, unless you have a healthy population, you will not have progress and productivity, right? Um, so that's just just from a general, mm-hmm. for anybody who thinks that health is important, but not super important from a global perspective. Um, you know, with when it comes to CPR, we are, as, as, as Indians, we are a little bit more genetically prone to heart disease than other populations mm-hmm. are. So it's part of its genetics, but part of it's also diet. You know, we do have a lot of hidden dairy, a lot of hidden fats mm-hmm. in some of our foods, depending on how you cook it. Mm-hmm. Um, and heart disease is is really tough because it's starting to affect people younger and younger. So knowing basic skills mm-hmm. like CPR, basic skills like first aid, the beautiful thing about them is that you don't need to have any educational background, you know, or even any rigorous science background that like you can basically know six standard physics and, uh, sorry, six standard biology and be fine. Um, mm-hmm. And it only takes, you know, your willingness and, and two hands to basically potentially save a life. So the fact that anybody can do it and it doesn't really matter. I think the, the key is, given that we have such a large youth population and given the lack of awareness, the key is really taking it to our schools, taking it to our, you know, anything that's youth-based, any youth-based programming. If you start young, then you can kind of have a, um, you have that, that wildfire effect, right? You're able to Train one person right. who's able to mm-hmm. train several others. And, and I believe, I truly believe when the youth believes in something, um, there's no stopping them, right? Mm-hmm. Because those voices are heard today. They're amplified and they're strong. So, you know, the mm-hmm. more we can target community based approaches, the more we can target, you know, schools and colleges and, and, um, and kind of mm-hmm. have these have make it mandatory, right? Make it compulsory to learn these skills. Um, the better equipped we'll mm-hmm. be as a society
0: wow 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 it's uh, incredibly insightful i, I don't know uh, about the listeners but i'm seriously impressed about the depths of uh, the the amount of thought you have given into this this is, this is seriously oh, fascinating <laughs> uh uh so there's this there's this question i love asking people if you would be a world leader right now it's like god has given us a checkmate oh, situation yeah. with the coronavirus <laughs> right yeah, you move a little, and then you have the virus. There, there are every single country on earth uh, is facing this crisis. People are inside their homes. It's it's almost it's almost like someone decided that you no know, more. I don't like the earth anymore. You know, I'm just gonna erase a part of this thing. So, okay, yeah. if you would be a world leader, how would you solve oh the coronavirus god. situation? Oh my
1: god! Don't don't hold me till I answer. Just, but <laughs> basically, you know, like like I was saying earlier, a lot of you know the the main struggle between or in, internally with countries is how do we protect our economy and our GDP while also maintaining the health of our citizens mm-hmm. right and so for a lot of people that means like let's, mm-hmm. let's figure out some quick band-aid solution and then get people back to work because we need the economy to function now mm-hmm. I understand that right. but that's a very short-sighted perspective because this can come back this can affect anybody I think you know as much as it sucks um we really need to figure out a way to properly socially distance because unless we have everybody at stasis we're not going to, we're not going to be able Mm -hmm. to cut off that, that, you know, um, the domino effect. Now, it's very easy for somebody Mm -hmm. like me, or, you know, maybe like you, or for those of us sitting at home, just who have stable homes, um, to say, oh, stay at home, right? Because we have a home, we have a family. There's a lot of people Mm -hmm. who don't, or for whom home is not a safe place, or, you know, who live 10 people to 100 square foot room. You cannot have that distance. Now, mm-hmm. I, it is in times like this that as a world leader, you know, as a fake that you have appointed me, um, I, <laughs> I, I see it as my duty and responsibility to say, okay, I will draw upon this large mm-hmm. budget and I will provide relief packages to those who need it the most, both in formal and informal sectors, because they are the ones who really, you know, mm-hmm. help our, our, our countries and our world function. Um, The reason that they are not staying at home is because Mm -hmm. they cannot afford to. And I would want to bail Mm -hmm. out those people right now because I know in the long term that will create a cycle of of gratefulness Mm -hmm. and and it'll create a cycle of gratitude. And not only that, if we're able to solve this health problem first, then even if our economy plummets Mm -hmm. temporarily, we will always come back stronger. Right. Mm -hmm. We've seen it with multiple recessions. We've seen it with other world disasters of course it sucks and Mm -hmm. everybody's going to be affected by it but not prioritizing our health and not prioritizing you know the fact that this can come on any time even if you solve it right now with a band-aid solution you will not have um Mm -hmm. you will not have solved it more long term right so so really Mm -hmm. hunkering down and saying these few months i will provide as much as i can from my budget i'll provide Mm -hmm. relief packages i will Figure out the best way to solve this for my citizens, who have made this country one of the best countries in the world, Um, and this, you know, globally. If we all follow suit, we can we can solve this crisis way sooner than we think.
0: Avanti for president, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Uh, I'll ask you the easier questions now. Some things you love talking about. Uh, You have this uh, episode called Song on the Spot. Where you think up stuff very quickly, it's like man with the red shirt, lady with yeah. the big oh, skirt, a things ride. like that, you know, nice. like, a, <laughs> like a freestyle rapper. So uh, how do you think up yeah, stuff so, I so quickly? I love that a
1: freestyle rapper because I always joke when people ask me about how do you do song this about, I basically say, I feel like I'm a rapper, which I'm not, by the way, I'm not at all a rapper. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm a rapper with flow, you know, like the same flow that a rapper feels. Um, Song mm-hmm. of the thought was just a way for me to kind mm-hmm. of explore part of, you know, my theatrical side and and, and how do I combine mm-hmm. improv with music? Mm-hmm. And how do I combine improv with music? Mm-hmm. So um, what, I, what I basically do is, right, I'll have a storyteller or multiple storytellers come and kind of tell me their story. Um, and I will have musicians play literally anything that they want. And the story can be anything, right? I've had, you know, genuine heartfelt life stories to somebody literally came up on stage one day and they were like, mm-hmm. oh, I was in an ocean and there was a shark. Make a song. Bye. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so it, it, it's because it really I think, you know... Um, I love doing them because in that moment, I am doing nothing else. and My brain is active. My whole body is active. Like, we're, we're really just trying to feel and think and create together. And it's so prone to failure that it's, it's kind of beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. I love doing it live. I also love doing it in episodes. I'm probably going to do it now that we're stuck at home, right? I'm going to do it on Instagram and Facebook Lives. I'm going to figure – I figured out some ways to, to kind of do it while we're at home. So if you all want to check it out, come – come hang out with mm-hmm. me and it'll be, it'll be a fun time. We'll just basically create a song together, right? The beauty is, how do you combine storytelling, improv, music, comedy, and, and turn you know, stories into songs um, instantaneously and, and mm-hmm. um, be able to create that moment for, for an audience and for everyone?
0: Right. And as you're talking about uh, creating a song, there are two elements uh, that I'm really very curious about. One is, I've seen you handling Ableton and FL Studio in uh, many of your Instagram stories. Uh, so you obviously work with production and all that. How do you choose the best yeah, music for your so songs?
1: It's it's not an easy process, right? Some songs are born kind of as a demo, which is basically, you know, my voice and And some, whether it's a piano or just literally my voice, and then we build on top of that. Sometimes they're born out of, Mm -hmm. I like this particular sound and I want to write on top of that. Um, So it just really depends on the process. Mm -hmm. I think having a producer who understands your vision is really important, which is why I work with different producers kind of almost on every song, because I want to be able to tap into different people's Mm -hmm. imagination and creativity. Uh, And I do think, you know, just as in any Mm -hmm. other job, it is important to understand the basics about uh, what other people you work with are are doing. So for example, I, I, I would not be able to produce myself, but I understand enough basics of certain audio softwares that, that I know that I'm not being taken for a ride, you know? Um, and so I think, I think it's important uh-huh. to, to have basic mm-hmm. knowledge so you can guide people and, and, and be able to, to guide them with the vocabulary that they know, right? So if you just say, oh I like this but I don't like this what does that mean you need to be very specific about mm-hmm. oh you know the the tone of this instrument should change to blah 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 um just so you can provide better guidance you know and mm-hmm. I think choosing the music is is such a or you know choosing the production uh, more formally is is such a um you know it, it, it's 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 a trial and error process so often Sometimes I have files on our computers mm-hmm. named, you know, X song version twenty, and we're just like, okay, at this point, we really need to decide.
0: <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> um, so
1: just it's just it's just figuring out what, you know, what speaks to all of us because it is a collaborative process, and that's what I love about love about being an artist too, right? It's it's being able to collaborate mm-hmm. with other creatives um, and meet different people. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: On the same note, uh, how do you decide the hook? Because you have a couple of very catchy hooks. I have this playlist called Songs That Make Me Happy. And the first song is Thank You, Please. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you make the happy hook in your songs? This
1: doesn't sound ridiculous, but some of them are truly divine inspiration. Um, Thank You, Please is an example of a song which I wrote Mm -hmm. the day after a breakup. Um, And I was very emotional Um, And, you know, I was sitting, I actually had a show the following day and I was sitting and practicing for the show and I could not concentrate and I was just fiddling around at the piano. And all that was coming to my mind was, you know, the situation Mm. is terrible. Um, But... Mm -hmm. I feel nothing but gratitude towards this person because they've taught me so much. And I just wish I could say thank you to them, you know? So that's where the thank you, please was kind of born. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, if you think too hard about a hook, sometimes Mm -hmm. you're thinking too much about what somebody else wants to hear as opposed to what you want to put out. And then that can be a dangerous sword so if it's something that 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 gets stuck in your head and if you are able to play it for a few people and they walk away singing that same part then you know that you found a hook or an earworm
0: amazing and uh talking about thank you please what did the person you're dedicated Um, to think about it
1: (laughs) they really enjoyed it they really enjoyed it um uh it was i mean like funny story we actually ended up getting back together after that incident um you know whenever it was um, and so it was, you know, to them, they, it felt like an ode to them, um, at the time and, and they really enjoyed it. I think it was, it was emotional for, for both of us.
0: Wow. That's, that's, uh, wow. Well, that's a nice story actually. I mean, uh, you, you can actually, you yeah. know, like you can write a book about it. Uh, I fell in love, broke up, made yeah, a song exactly. and fell in love back again. <laughs> <laughs> Serenaded my boyfriend back to love <laughs> uh just a hypothetical question once more, and uh an easy one this time you have to you wake up as some other musician, which musician uh, do like you want to that be to be an Indian
1: musician or <laughs> Okay, if it's anyone in the anyone, world, i Beyonce, and I'll tell you why. You know, of course, she's incredible and, you know, this queen and blah, blah, blah. But there's just such a mystery about her. You know, when people mm-hmm. say Beyonce, even if they don't know much about her music, they'll be like, oh, yeah, Beyonce, that queen. I'm like, okay, what is it that makes her life so mysterious and alluring and appealing, you know? So I just want to wake up in her body mm-hmm. and just live mm-hmm. her life for one day and, and, and kind of see what that's like, you know? And she also has an incredible work ethic wow, it's not just that's, the glamour right? She wow. um, from everything that I've read and heard and just seeing it in her performances her work ethic is an, is amazing so kind of seeing how she is able to incorporate that in that discipline.
0: <laughs> I, I love this answer. <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, final question? What are your thoughts Ooh, are you on, on reality, music reality shows? shows or
1: just like general reality shows?
0: <laughs> I mean so, uh, obviously I music think reality that shows. Are,
1: um potentially good platforms right and i think if you're doing it for the right reasons which Mm -hmm. is to to expose yourself to a larger audience then it's Mm -hmm. a great option however if you're doing it Mm -hmm. um because you think that it's going to give you uh like you winning is now going to be your next big break i would hesitate because what people don't realize is for as many success stories as there are there's 10 times more failure stories and often what happens is um in these reality shows you get tied into these contracts and because of the legal material um, you often don't have a way to uh own your stuff or to perform in certain ways so it's there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that you don't see because at the end of the day reality shows or reality tv is, mm-hmm. is exactly that it's tv and people care about the producers care more about TRP than necessarily right. the talent. Obviously, there's exceptions. There are some shows that that are a little bit more, you know, wholesome and caring than the others. But generally speaking, across the board, um, it's really about how do you engage the most mm-hmm. viewers. I mean, I have seen contracts for some reality shows. I've had a lot of people say, "Why don't you go on X Y Z reality show?" Right? And I've seen contracts for that show. And Honestly, some of them say stuff like, oh, we Mm -hmm. at any point we can, you know, defame your image and do this for the purpose of the show. And so to me, that is uh, that's kind of a tough pill to swallow if you do choose to do it. Right. I don't want to I don't want to never say never. If I ever Mm -hmm. choose to do it, I it seems unlikely now. But if I ever choose to be involved with with some in some way, um, which would be which would be, I think, fascinating as an experience, Mm -hmm. I think it's important to just go in eyes wide open, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. well that's that's great uh so ah, when is the next so Avanti the song there's coming up one that
1: i really want to release but because of the lockdown a lot of the studios are uh you know kind of closed down and and so our we mm-hmm. have our, our video for that is so close to being done literally just needs a few more hours of work but We will have to wait for a few, you know, weeks, potentially a month. Um, But I'm I'm very, very excited for that one and and several more to come out. I think, you know, it's a beautiful time to be uh, creating and exploring. And um, yeah, if anybody has a story they want to share with me, feel free to hit me up on any social media and uh, we can incorporate that.
0: Oh, amazing! I really love the project you did on the uh, thank you. Valentine's thank Day, you so and much. it was so interesting. And uh, we have yeah. a,
1: another version of that song coming out very soon mm-hmm. with with some very interesting visuals, so you shall see.
0: <laughs> so I'm the most I'm the most excited person right now. I'm I can't wait for the next Avanti song oh, and to put it on you. my playlist and to show it off <laughs> to my friends. <laughs> i i really i really hope you people enjoy talking to avanti uh, your questions are also incorporated in this one and it was such an amazing experience talking to you avanti you are so insightful you are very quick witted and uh, one of the most interesting interviews i've done and uh, this, this was this was an intense experience an Thank amazing you experience so
1: much, and this and was, i really was, loved this it it's so much fun i think it's incredible yeah. what you're doing and um, you know being so productive in this in this crazy time. Um, and I hope more and more people, you know, are, are inspired by whoever they listen to. Like I've listened to some of your previous interviews and they're awesome. You know, you're bringing on some incredible people and it's a learning experience for me as well. And if anyone takes away any tidbit of learning, even if that tidbit might be, I don't know, we have dogs named cats and cats named dogs, whatever it is, uh, <laughs> that, that would be amazing.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> We should definitely do that now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you
0: get a dog first. You All you are, a I think mean, mean, the person who to convince
1: me to do that will make the loved ones in my life very happy because I am scared of dogs. But someday, someday, I will get over that fear. Yes. Right now, just stay stay at home, Um, (laughs) Avanti. Even if you can't, um, there's ways to support. Please reach out for support. Please stay at home. Please stay safe and healthy. It's it's truly the only way that we're going to win this fight together. Mm -hmm.
0: This was an amazing experience, Avanti. Thank you so much for believing in me. Thank you so much for coming on the World Is Ending podcast. This is the... Point, you know, this is like I'm at the junction of a life-changing moment. Each time I talk to some people uh, like you, it's it's really very inspiring. It's it's incredible uh, how much you people have achieved, and so much to learn from you guys. It's
1: thank you, it's in- so much for It's your amazing. It's amazing. i this, Ankit, and it was so great to talk to you. Thank you.
0: All right, Avanti, Good luck for your classes Bye. today. You may you have a good day whoa that was an intense episode avanti is an amazing conversationalist and it is so nice listening to her talking to her and learning so many things because she thinks through whatever she speaks and as you can see i'm always so charmed with whatever she says it's it's incredibly inspiring it's incredibly impressive and there is so much to learn from this lady there's so much to understand from this boss lady Avanti Nagaril and I really, 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 really admire this person and I really hope that she gets her Grammy Award very soon she gets her Oscar very soon I really hope she becomes one of the top rated musicians really soon because I'm a big fan of Avanti Nagaril thank you so much for coming over Avanti we are really excited for the guests we are having for you for the next episodes avanti uh, was indeed an amazing guest and tomorrow we are going to finish the seventh episode of this podcast which would be the phase one of this podcast over so one week in quarantine already i really hope you guys have been staying inside taking care of yourself you guys have not been spreading infections around and you guys have not been sneaking around and you guys are extremely thankful for whatever is happening to you you have your houses you have your people around you and this is incredibly amazing for each one of us i think we are all blessed that we are all recovering and the nation is recovering and i really hope In these 21 days we all recover and something amazing happens A good news comes up and we'll all go out and party together thank you very much for joining us at the world is ending podcast it was really interesting having you avanti nagral and thank you very much for joining all your people you guys are all amazing you guys are all doing phenomenal jobs and i really hope you guys have a fantastic day night or whatever you're up to It was super nice. See you on the next episode. Bye-bye.